back to another episode of War Cats series. Today we'll be reading um, Rising Storm chapters 18 through 19 by Aaron Hunter. Hope you guys enjoy this episode and I'll see you guys on the other side. Bye. Hi everyone, now we can read uh, chapter 18. Not as long as Fireheart is alive, Centerpel argued. Fireheart felt warmed by her faith in him and was about to respond when Thornpaw complained. His words muffled. It's still bleeding, you know. Not for long, answered Yelping briskly. Here, Centerpel, you make use of these cobwebs while I see to Fireheart's wounds. She nudged the cobwebs closer to Cinderpelt and led Fireheart away to her den. Wait here, she ordered, and disappeared inside. She emerged with a mouthful of well-chewed herbs. Now where where does it hurt? This one's the worst, answered Fireheart, twisting his head to point to a bite on its shoulder. Right, meowed yellow thing. She began to rub in some of the herb mixture with a gentle paw. Bluestar is very shaken, she murmured not looking up from what she was doing. I know, Fireheart agreed. I'm going to organize more patrols at once. They, that may calm, calm her. It may, help, it may help calm the rest of the clan too, Yellowfang remarked. They're really worried. They should be, Fireheart winced. They should be. Fireheart winced as Yellowfang pressed the herbs deep into his wound. How are the, the new apprentices coming along? She asked, her voice deceptively casual. Fireheart knew the old messing cat was offering advice in her wise and indirect fashion. I'll speed up their ch- training starting at dawn, he told her. Sorrow caught in his throat as he thought of Cloudpaw. The clan needed him now more than ever. No matter what the white apprentice had thought of the warrior code, no cat could deny he was a brave and skillful fighter. Yellowfang stopped massaging his shoulder. Have you finished? he meowed. Nearly. I'll just put a little on those scratches, and then you can go. The old cat blinked at him with wide yellow eyes. Have courage, Fireheart. Young- Have courage, young Fireheart. These are dark times for the ThunderClan, but no cat could do more than you have. As she spoke, there- As she spoke, there was a low rumble- rumble of thunder in the distance. A hint of menace that sent a chill through Fireheart's fur, in spite of the medicine cat's encouragement. When he returned to the main clearing, his wounds numbed by Yelfing's or healing herbs, Fireheart was surprised to find many of the cats still awake. Bluestar, Blue Whitestorm, and Mousebird crouched silently beside Running Wind's body, their grief made plain in their lowered heads and tense shoulders. The other cats lay in small groups, their eyes blinking in the shadows and their ears twitching nervously as they listened to the noise of, fi- uh, of the forest. Fireheart lay down at the edge of the clearing. The, stifle- the stifling air made his fur prickle. The whole forest seemed to be waiting for him, waiting for the storm to break. A shadow moved near the edge of the clearing. Fireheart swung his head around. It was Darkstripe. Fireheart beckoned the striped warrior closer with his tail. Darkstripe slowly padded toward him. I want you to take out a second patrol as soon as the dawn patrol returns tomorrow. Fireheart meowed. From now on, there will be three extra patrols every day, and all patrols will will have three warriors. Darkstripe looked coolly at Fireheart. But I'm taking Fern Pearl out out training tomorrow tomorrow morning. Fireheart's fur prickled with irritation. Then take her with you, he snapped. It'd be good experience. We need to speed up the apprentice training anyway. 
Dark Shark's ears flicked and his gaze remained steady. Yes, deputy, he murmured, his eyes glittering. Fireheart warily pushed his way into Blue Star's den. Even though it was not yet sun high, he'd been out on patrol twice already that day, and he would be taking Whitestorm's ap apprentice, Brightpaw, out hunting this, uh, this afternoon. The day since Running Wind's death had been busy. All the warriors and apprentices were exhausted trying to keep up with the new patrols. With Willowpelt and Goldenflower in the nursery, Whitestorm reluctant, White reluctant to leave her leader's side, Cloudpaw gone and Running Wind dead. Fireheart barely had time to eat and sleep. Bluestar crouched in her nest, her eyes half-closed. For a moment, Fireheart wondered if she had caught Shadowclan's sickness. Her, her fur was even more matted, and she sat with the stillness of a cat who could no longer care for itself, but waited silently for death. Bluestar, Fireheart quietly called her name. The old she-cat turned her head slowly toward him. We've been patrolling the forts constantly, he reported. There's been no sign of Tireclaw and his rogues. Bluestar looked away without answering. Fireheart paused, wondering if, whether to say more, but Bluestar had drawn her, drawn her paws further under, under her chest and closed her eyes. Disheart disheartened, Fireheart dipped his head and backed out of the cave. The sunlit, the sunlit clearing looked so peaceful that it was hard to believe the clan faced any dangers. Brackenfur was playing with Willowpelt's kit, kits outside the nursery, flicking his tail for them to chase, while Whitestorm rested in the shade beneath the high rock. Only the fact that the white war warrior's ears were pricked toward Booster's den betrayed the strain the clan was under. Fireheart stared unenthusiastically toward the grown pile of fresh kill. His belly felt tight and hollow, but he, he couldn't imagine being able to swallow anything. He spotted Sandstorm eating a piece of fresh kill. The sight of her sleek orange pelt was an unexpected pleasure, and Fireheart suddenly could couldn't help thinking of how much he'd enjoyed her company while he was out hunting with Brightpaw. The thought restored Fireheart's appetite, and his belly growled with anticipation of the chase. He would leave the fresh kill for the others to share. At, the, at that moment, Brightpaw trotted into the camp behind Mossfer, Brustfer, and Halftail. They were bringing water-soaked moss for the queens and elders. Brightpaw carried her dripping bundle toward Bluestar's den and Whitestone's appreciative, under Whitestone's appreciative gaze. Fireheart called across the sandstorm. You promised you'd catch us a rabbit whenever I asked. You up for coming hunting with Brightpaw and me? Sandstorm looked up, her green eyes shone in, in, with an unspoken message that, Fireheart, that made Fireheart's pelt glow more warmly than the rays of the sun ever could. Okay, she called back, and quickly gulped down the last mouthful of food. Here, guys, can you give me a sec? Still licking her lips, she trotted toward Fireheart. They waited side by side for Bright Brightpaw, and although their belts barely touched, Fireheart could feel his fur tingle. Are you ready to go hunting? Fireheart asked Brightpaw as soon as she emerged from Blue Star's den. Now? mewed Brightpaw, surprised. I know it's not sun high, sun high yet, but we could we can leave now if you're not too tired. Brightpaw shook his head and hurried after them as Fireheart and Sandstorm raced through the gorse tunnel. 
out out and into the forest. With Brightfall on his heels, Fireheart followed Sandstorm up the ravine and into the woods, impressed by the way her muscles flexed smoothly under her pale ginger coat. He knew she must be as tired as he was, but she kept up a quick pace through the undergrowth, her eyes perked and her mouth open. I think we found one, she hissed, suddenly dropping into a hunting crouch. Brightfall opened opened her mouth to scent the air. Fire stood still while Sandstorm drew herself silently into the bushes. He could smell the rabbit and hear it snuffling in the undergrowth beyond a clump of ferns. Sandstorm suddenly shot forward, making the leaves rustle as she sped through them. Fireheart heard the rabbit's hind legs pound against the parched ground as as it tried to escape. Leaving Brightpaw behind, he leaped instinctively, swerving and swerving swerved around the ferns and chasing it through the undergrowth and across the forest floor as it bolted away from sandstorm's sharp sharp claws he took its life with one sharp bite uttering a silent prayer of thanks to starkman for filling the forest with prey even if it even if they hadn't seen rain for so long the storm had that had been promised by the rumbles of thunder a few evenings ago had not come. The air was as brittle and stifling as ever. Sandstorm skidded to a halt beside Fireheart as he crouched over the rabbit. He could hear her panting. His own breath was coming in gasped too. Thanks, she meowed. I'm a bit slow today. Me too, Fire admitted. You need a rest, Sandstorm meowed gently. We all do. Fireheart felt the warmth of her soft green gaze. But you've been twice as busy as everyone else. There's a lot to do, Fireheart forced himself to add, and I don't have to spend time training Cloudpaw anymore. Cloudpaw's loss disturbed him even distor- disturbed him more and more. He had been half ho- hoping the young cat would turn up out of the camp, half having found his way on his own, back on his own. But there had been no sign of him since the monster had taken him away. As Fireheart began to give up hope of ever seeing his apprentice again, his awareness that he'd lost two apprentices, Cinderpo as well as Cloudfall, wreathed in his mind in thorns. How could he take on the responsibilities of deputy when he couldn't handle his duties as a mentor? By giving himself more patrols and hunting missions than any other cat, Fireheart knew that he was trying to prove himself to the rest of the clan and to push away his own private doubts about his abilities as a warrior. Sandstorm seemed to sense Fireheart's anxiety. I know there's a lot to do. Perhaps I can help more. She glanced up at him, and Fireheart thought he detected a tiny hint of bitterness in her mew as she added, After all, I don't have an apprentice either. Seeing this belt with Ashpaw must have pricked at her pride, and Fireheart felt a twinge of guilt. I'm sorry, he began. But tiredness had clouded his brain, and he realized too late that Sandstorm would have no idea that he had chosen the mentors. She would have assumed, along with the rest of the clan, that Bluestar had made the decision. Sandstorm stared at him, bewildered. Sorry about what? Bluestar asked me to choose the mentors for Fernpaw and Ashpaw. Fireheart confessed, and I chose Dustpaw instead of you. He anxiously searched Sandstorm's face for a trace of irritation, but she gazed steadily back at him. You'll make a great mentor one day, he went on, desperate to explain, but I had to choose dust. It's okay, she shrugged. I'm sure you had your reasons. Her tone was casual, but Fire couldn't help noticing the fur prickling along her spine. An awkward silence 
stretched between them until Bright Paul pushed his way out of the undergrowth behind them. Did you get it? She panted. Suddenly, Fireheart realized how tired the apprentice looked, and remembered how hard it had been to keep up with the bigger, stronger warriors when he was training. He nudged the dead warrior towards Bright, Bright Paul, toward Bright Paul with his nose. Here, you have for first bite. He he offered. I should have given you time to eat before we left camp. As Bright Paul gratefully began to eat, Sandstorm caught his eye. Perhaps you could order fewer patrols. She's she's. She suggested doubtfully. Everyone's so tired, and we we haven't seen Tiger Claw since Running Wind died. Fireheart felt a twinge of, res of regret. He knew she couldn't really believe her hopeful words, but the whole of Thunder Clan knew that Tiger Claw had not get would not give up so easily. Fireheart had seen the ten. Apologize, give me one second. as they patrolled with him. Their ears always prick, their mouths always open, tasting the air for danger. He had also sensed the air growing frustration with their leader, who was needed more than ever to untie her clan against the invisible threat. Oh, unite her clan against her invisible, against this invisible threat. But Blue Star had hardly left her den since the vigil for running wind. We can't cut a, cut down our patrols, Fireheart told Sansar. We need to be on our guard. Do you really think Tetherclaw will kill us? Rypaul mewed, looking up for the mermeal. I think he'll try. What does Blue Star think? Sansar asked the asked the question tentatively. She's worried, of course. Fireheart knew he was being ev evasive. Only he and Whitestorm understood how, understood how completely Tiger Claw's return had swept Blue Star back into the dark and tortured place and tortured place she had been in after the treacherous warrior had tried to murder her. She's lucky she has a good deputy, Sansar meowed. Every cat in the clan trusts you to lead us through this. Fire couldn't help glancing away. He had been well aware of the other cats that had been looking at him lately, with a mixture of hope and expectancy. He felt honored to have their respect, but he knew he was young and inexperienced, and he longed for Whitestorm's unshakable faith in Star Clan-led destiny. He hoped he was worthy of the clan's trust. I'll do my best, he promised. The clan couldn't ask for more than that, Sandstorm murmured. Fireheart looked down at the rabbit. Let's finish this and find something else to take home. When the three cat- when the three cats had eaten, they moved on, heading toward four trees. They traveled without speaking, wary of betraying their presence in the forest to, to any walking eyes. With Tigerclaw around, Fireheart felt as if the Thunderclan cats were, were the hunted as well as the hunters. An unfamiliar cat scent hit his nostrils as they reared the slope that led down to four trees, and his fur bristled. Sandstorm had clearly smelled it too, for she froze. Arch arching her back, her muscles tense. Quick, Fire hissed, up here. He clawed his way up a sycamore tree. Sansar and Brightpaw followed, and the three cats crouched on the lowest branch and peered down at the forest floor. Fire saw a shadow leading through the ferns, dark and slender, two black ears poked above the fronds. 
There was something about the shape that the shape of them that stirred a distant memory. Not unpleasant. Not unpleasant. Was it a cat they had helped from one of the other clans? But with Tiger Claw's dark plotting presence in the forest, there was no way of knowing which cat could, were to be trusted. All strangers were enemies. Fireheart flexed his claws, preparing to pounce. Beside him, Sandstorm quivered with anticipation, and Brightpaw stared down, her small shoulders tense. As the stranger padded under the ash tree, Fireheart let us a ferocious yowl and dropped onto its back. The black cat screeched with surprise and rolled over, knocking Fireheart to the ground. Fireheart leaped nimbly to his paws. He had felt the size and strength of this cat in his first pounce, and knew it would be easy to chase off. He faced the cat, arching his back and giving it a, and gave it a warning hiss. Sandstorm leaped down from the tree, Brightpaw right behind her. Fireheart saw the black cat's eyes widen in panic as it realized it was outnumbered. But Fireheart was already letting his fur fl lie flat on his shoulders. His first instinct has been right. He recognized this intruder, and from the look on the cat's face, which had turned from panic to relief in a single heartbeat, the intruder recognized Fireheart too. That's the end of chapter 18. Uh, we'll take a quick break and then read chapter 19. Uh, hope you guys enjoyed, and I'll see you on the other side. Bye.